Hello, welcome to the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. I'm your host, Robert Bruton. And it's been a whole minute since we've done a new episode. So today we're going to do an episode. And I'm not going to really say much right now. I'm not going to do a big grand introduction, but we got a lot to talk about today. And stay tuned. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Thanks for staying tuned and welcome to today's show. Thank you to all our subscribers. I love you guys very much. Appreciate everything, all the wonderful comments that you send me. Thank you so much. And, you know, I've, I, one of the things that I do is I kind of study what's happening on social media and see what's, what's what, what are, what's out there? What are people talking about? What are, you know, uh, what, what are our differences? What is this and that? And here's the, the skinny for me is, you know, I, I write as an author about Christian living, life change. Uh, you know, we're, uh, just, you know, being a good soul, being a good person and learning how to better our life. And there are so many ways to do that, but I see this gigantic division being brought about in our country. So I want to say a couple of things. I'm not going to get political. I don't care which side of the political fence you stand on. Um, That's your business. But what I think is all of our business is not being divided you know, and I hear lots of, especially younger folks, you know, saying that we live in a, in a white supremacist country. And I'm sitting here going, well, to some degree in some areas, I do believe that there is, uh, folks out there that, that do have a race divide, but here's where I'm coming from. And, and because I have, in fact, my closest friend in the world, is African-American, you know, and I don't ever look at Dennis that way. It's not that I have any disrespect towards his culture. It's that I just never looked at Dennis as my friend, you know, and I don't look at him any other way than just being Dennis. And I don't think he looks at me at any other ways other than just being his pal Bob, you know, so I don't really think that we ever differentiated that between each other because we're just good friends. You know, good friends that can count on each other to be there when we need them to. And I, you know, and when I sit here and I think about, you know, people who scream out white privilege and things like that, and I'm sitting there going, okay, wait a minute. In my lifetime, not only have I had friends from every ethnicity you can think of, which I think most of us have had, but I've also worked for many people. So if I'm privileged, why did I have, for example, a Iranian boss or a Korean boss or a Chinese boss or a Hispanic boss or an African-American boss? If I'm supposed to be leveled up to something that, you know, they obviously, I couldn't go into the owner of that business and say, well, you know, I'm the white guy here, so can I have that person's job? You know, it didn't work out that way, you know? And I will be the first to attest. If someone has that job, then obviously they've done something better in their career that makes them a fit for that job. Maybe I wasn't a fit for that job. You know, it, it, and I, but I didn't sit there and go, well, 
Jesus, I'm a white guy. Why didn't I get it? No. I think for the vast majority of us don't look that way. And I don't, you know, I've, I work with, I have clients from every religious background, ethnic background, uh, females, you know, uh, men, uh, you know, I have friends that are gay that are my friends and I don't sit there and go, Hey, let me introduce you to my gay friend. So-and-so, you know, that's just not who I am and people who are friends with people who are gay don't look at them that way they're just friends they're my pals you know whether it's a female or a male they're just my friends and so I I feel like that in some instances there are folks out there that are trying to divide us and I don't want to be divided I'll be the first to say I, I don't want to be divided I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. There are things that I think about in both of those deals that in both uh, political perspectives. And I just, you know, there's some things I like about one party and some things I like about another. And there's some things that I don't like about either party. Some things I like about Washington, some things I don't. You know, and and but I don't think that it's something that should divide us as human beings, as Americans. All these things that that were our history in every culture around the world, there are dark moments in that history that nobody stands up and and is proud of. You know, I've said this in other podcast and I've written about it in other articles and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, and I do have a couple of friends who are from Germany, but I don't label them Nazis. Nor do I go back and go, well, you need to atone for that sin. You know, it, it's like, wait a minute, that didn't, that didn't even happen on their watch, you know? And so I think that there's things, if you go back and you look at things with the Catholic Church, Good Lord, you know, they were burning people at the stake for not believing in their ways. They, they, you know, and, and people do things in the name of religion that, that are horrifying. So there are dark stains on just about anything you can imagine. But if the people that are there now have evolved and evolved into good folks, and yes, there's going to be some residual darkness that comes from that darkness. I agree. But when there are more good folks than bad folks, then I'm going to say that society has evolved. You know, I don't think there's, I I don't know anyone who would speak about or want to say that, you know, slavery was a good thing. No, it's just a part of a dark side of history. And you can go back with that all the way into, you know, times with before, during, and after Christ. So slavery was not something new. Slavery was not something that just one culture suffered from. 
And it doesn't happen in today's society. And there will be some of you, I guess, that are going to scream at me, yes, ghettos are poverty, and poverty is a form of slavery. I agree. But I also agree that, you know, you have a lot of people that say they don't have access to education. And I agree for that. But here is an easy solution to that, is there are plenty of libraries out there filled with information, filled with uh, knowledge. And here's what I would say. Someone throws out, well, I can't read. Okay, well, there's literacy classes that you can do absolutely for free. I can't get there. Why not? You know, is there not a way in your area? Can you not call a transit system and say, hey, I don't have the money to do this or that? You know, is it within walking distance? Because here's the thing. I use the library a lot for a lot of different research. I use a lot of different online library resources to do research and learn, understand history. I watch a lot of documentary type things and you know, I see a lot of things that, um, about history that I didn't know. You know, and you go back and you're going, oh my gosh, wow, I wish I'd known this way long ago because I probably would have stood up and said something more. You know, people involved in, in history that have gone on to do unbelievable things, you know, and I'm sitting there going, wow, uh, yeah. So, in a nutshell, why are we letting any organization, government, anything divide us? Why would we do that? I'm willing to, you know, I hear a lot of guys on on social media, a lot of African-American men who say they're just tired of it. We all bleed red. Yes, we do. I agree. I don't have any, I, I have no ill will towards any ethnicity, any sexual orientation. And I will be the first to admit And would love to talk to someone that is a binary person because I don't understand that. And it's not that I'm saying that in any sort of of, uh, negative way. I just, you know, the, the pronouns, some of that I don't understand. But that doesn't preclude us from shaking hands, being friends, and me understanding who you are. I would, I, I'm all about that. And if you read my stuff and, and you listen to this podcast or you read my books uh, or you watch anything that I'm involved in, I, I want to understand. I want to have that relationship where one, you know, from what I understand, people with pronouns are very um, sensitive to you using those pronouns when d- discussing. Okay, great. I'm fine with that. But help me understand what it is or who it is so that one, as friends, I know, I know what you would prefer someone to say to you. 
And I'm cool with that. Totally cool with that. But, you know, I, I, when I open the door for a lady, and it's only younger girls that do this, I don't need you to open the door for me. No, you don't need me to open the door for me. I agree with that. You're completely capable of opening the door. I do it from respect. Because I'm showing you as a gentleman that I don't mind opening a door for a lady. And I'm treating you as such. I'm not treating you as a lesser person stating that you can't open the damn door. Yes, you can. But I'm also that person that would, you know, uh, that says, thank you, sweetheart, or appreciate it, or, hey, babe, how are you doing? You know? And I don't mind telling my African-American or black friends, hey, brother, what's going on? Because I call most men brother. If, if I like you, I, I normally am saying thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Doesn't matter what, if you're Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Hispanic, black, white. I, I, that's just part of my vernacular. It's just part of who I am. Is to say, hey man, thanks brother, I appreciate it. It is in no way set out as, as some sort of racial slur. That's not, you know, that's not at all what it is. I think we get too overly sensitive in some areas when you're sitting there going, you know, I don't say, um, thanks, hon. I appreciate you helping me out. I don't use that in some sort of, you're a lesser person than me. I use it as a term of endearment that I'm grateful for what you do. And I think most people that do stuff like that is doing it, you know. Nobody's sitting there going, hey, honey, you know. I don't come in and tell the ladies that I know that are married in my, uh, or have boyfriends or anything, hey, sweetheart, what's happening? What's up, honey? I have respect for their male counterpart, and I have respect for them. But if I say, thank you, hon, I appreciate that very much, or something like that, it, it is, again, not set out as something that, that's done out of disrespect, ever, ever, ever. So, you know, I don't, uh, I think that being disrespectful is, is, is horrid. And I don't, I don't respect uh, people who do it in a, in a disparaging way. That part I don't. And I, and I would never do that myself. But I think sometimes we need to lighten up and let people be who they are. You know, if you're a flamboyant gay person, then I'm cool. You know, I mean, that's just, that's who you are as an individual. And if I'm okay with it, then be okay to, you know, be okay. You know, if you're a lesbian woman, you know, I, I don't care. I'm happy. I have lesbian women friends who jokingly tell me when they take me to some place like a Hooters or some place like that that they're not taking me there for me. They're taking them there for themselves. You know? I have Muslim friends. I have Christian friends. I have Jewish friends. All of which I completely support what and I have Hindu friends 
And I completely support their religious beliefs. And our ideologies may mix in some ways, but that's fine. In my mind, how you get to God is your business. How you get to your spiritual place is your business. If you're agnostic, cool. If you're atheist, fine. If you're a Satanist, you know, that that gets a little hard for me to understand. I don't understand the dark side of that. So I'll be the first to say that, that, that could, you know, that could, I, I definitely probably am not coming to your house of worship, <laughs> okay? But that's okay. I don't have to. They don't have to come to my Christian church either. That's what's the beauty of where we live. You can feel free to practice your spiritual life your way without any of us saying that you're right or wrong. And I don't agree for people to say there's only one way to God. That I, That's fine for them, but I don't agree with it. But I don't go out and say, I hate you because I don't agree with what you say. I think at some point in time, we all get to answer up for who we are, who we were. And at that point, whatever judgment comes is on you, not me. But I can go through my life and say, I didn't judge people based on their religious practice, their sexual orientation, the ethnicity, the culture they come from. I respected human beings because if we were all created in God's image, uh, that's not something I'm really ready to play with. (laughs) Because then I'm telling God you did a bad job. So I'm not really interested in telling God that he did a bad job. So I'm extending out a hand in friendship to anyone that wants to be a friend. You know, and and I, you know, if here's the thing, it's it's like I hear folks all the time saying you know, they don't have access to good education. They don't have access to, to get themselves ahead. Well, I can get, reach out to me because I can give you a thousand free resources where you can do the same thing I did, self-educate, and I'll show you, you know, there, there's when you publish a book, there is not a button on that publishing site that says, are you male, female, Black, Caucasian, Indian, African-American doesn't ask any of those questions. You can publish your book. Well, I can't, I, I, I don't have a place to write it. I, if you need a tablet, hell, call me, I'll send you one. You can go to the library and use the computers. You know, there's, there's a bajillion ways to do things. And wor- there are workarounds for just about anything that you can imagine. I would even, you know, if you need a USB stick and can't afford one, guess what? I'll send you one. My dime, my, my, my postage, no problem. 
I'll get you a, a, a USB stick. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to be a friend. Willing to help. Absolutely. Because I feel blessed in my work and what I do. And I feel like that if I can't pay that forward, then what the hell is all this about? You know, there's, there's free editors that you can use, online editing systems that you can use to edit your work. A lot of people really like raw material. They're not looking to, you know, this isn't a school report you're trying to grade, you know. And, if that, and I use my writing style as conversational. I want you to feel like I'm talking, like we're talking, having a good conversation. So sometimes what grammatically may be correct is not really the way that I'm trying to present it, so I leave it as it is. I know it's grammatically wrong, but I'm also not writing something that I'm trying to get a Nobel Peace Prize for literature. I'm just trying to talk to people like myself who want to better themselves and do better in their life. And I'm sharing my secrets, I guess, <laughs> to attaining that. What I did, how I did it. So that you too can do the same thing. And I don't care what pronoun you use. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what ethnicity you are. I care in the sense that I want to understand who you are and where your culture's from, but I don't care. It doesn't make it where, well, I'm sorry. You know, if you just weren't from China, you know, I just, I don't understand your culture. Sorry, we can't be friends. No, 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 hell no. We can be friends. Even if we have, and here's one of the things I do in, in some of the work that I do. Sometimes I have to use Google Translate to talk to folks in Spanish or in another thing. I love that. That's such what a what if there's anything that the internet did right, it was it was translate so that you and I can have if we if there is a language barrier, guess what? We can stumble through and find out what each other needs or wants or what we're trying to do. And I love that. I love that. So it's one of those times when I'm sitting here going, this deviates a little bit but it, from what I normally do, but you know what? There again, it doesn't because that, that's when we're trying to change things in our life, you know, we need to embrace life. And part of life is being tolerant of folks that we may not have tolerance for. Because I promise you, there's probably people that don't want to tolerate me because of I'm an older Caucasian male. But I'm here to tell you now, I don't feel white privilege. I don't want to exercise white privilege. I'm not trying in any shape, form, or fashion to be a racist and to be labeled that 
You know, I, I see things on the internet where people are saying, well, when you say that, you're, you're racist. What, how in the F am I racist? White privilege? I'm sorry. I lived on the street for several months. Homeless. Living in a damn Honda uh, station wagon car that was on its very last leg that finally gave up on me and I had to abandon it on the side of the road. And then guess what? I was on my feet with a bag full of dirty clothes and that was it. Where was my white privilege then? So that white privilege shit, that part, no. There are too many good Americans, good Caucasian people that are sitting there going, wait a minute, I, I don't think that. My neighbors are, are African American or Hispanic. I love it, the place where I live, there's some, some Hispanic guys and down the way that I always go down and they're always, and they're always hey, gringo, come here, you know, and, and oh my God, we sit there and we drink a beer together and none of us can talk enough. I can't, they can't speak enough English and I can't speak enough Spanish to have a really in-depth conversation, but we laugh. We, we joke with each other. We sit there, we drink, we eat good food. And they're my buddies. They're my weekend buddies because they, they usually, these are hardworking men who go out work during the week and God love them, send lots of money home. And then they sit outside and barbecue and drink a little beer and just sitting around a campfire being friends. Wonderful. I love it. I wouldn't ask for anything different in my life because I feel camaraderie when I'm there. And it doesn't matter that none of us can really speak to each other for any in-depth conversation. We're just there being buds, you know? I always take over. I always try to find some special beer that, you know, that they'll enjoy. And they, and they make, you know, meat that they think I'll enjoy. And so we just, man, we have steak or fajitas or whatever, but it's just cool. And it's neat that we've gotten to a point where we're trying to do special things for each other. I just, you know, how does it get any better than that? Why would I let anybody divide us? I have no, no, no thought towards that. Not interested. You know, I I see people that, you know, killing each other and I'm going, wait a minute, guys. No. I've said this and I'll say it again. You know, I have to believe in my heart that if you sat down with regular Joe folks working folks in any area of the world, Iran, Afghanistan, Iraq, and you sat down with these people 
Regular Joe working folks. I bet we all want the same thing. Peace. Some liberties to be able to do our lives the way we want to do it. Be able to work. Make a living for our families. Provide for our families. See our kids prosper into the children, into the men and women that we know that they'll become. Sit down, drink a beer together. Ladies may have a glass of wine together if that's, you know, or maybe it's a tea, coffee, a soda, bottle of water. And just realize that Mothers around the world probably go through the same problems with their children that American mothers go through with their children. Fathers who are proud of their sons for playing in some sports, doing something where they come home, Dad, let me show you what I did. Teaching them how to ride a bike, how to play football. When I mean football, soccer. How to throw a ball. How to be a respectful young man. Be a respectful young lady. You're going to tell me that we're around the world we're all different from that? Back in in the war with, with Germany and there was and this was a long, long time ago. But where there were trenches, and if you look at this, and there's stories about it, you can find it in Wikipedia. The German army and the Brits had trenches dug, and they had a no-man's land in between them. If you even lifted your head, a sniper would have got you right in the top of the noodle. So when it got to be close to Christmas time, the guys started singing Christmas carols. You know, and it was getting closer and closer to Christmas time. Well, every nation has some form of a Santa Claus in a Christmas celebration. And these men who were mortal enemies who would have killed each other at the drop of a hat and who oftentimes were being sent over the hill to try to take the trench when they knew none of them probably were going to live much past one or two steps. But did it anyway. So on this occasion of Christmas, they were singing. One side would sing a Christmas carol, the next side would start a Christmas carol. And over the course of a couple of days, then guys began to look over the trench. They began to wave at each other. They held up white flags and said, wait, no, no, no. This was not something that was called into peace. This is something these men, these fighting men did themselves. And for a moment... In the most horrible situation, these men found humanity and were able to get up, walk across no man's land, 
shake the hand of their enemy, exchange souvenir gifts. It might have been a button from a coat, but they exchanged what they had with each other. It's even written that they were able to play a game of soccer. Imagine, these men would have had to have laid down their arms, completely got out of, of their, not out of their uniforms, but put completely, you know, put down weapons and got out in a field where so many perished and were able to play a game of soccer. And you're going to tell me that we as humanity can't come together? Are you kidding me? So don't for one minute think that a particular race, particular gender, has hate in their heart for people. Yes, there are people out there that, you know, do, but how many people, you know, in, in this, in, when the humanity can come through? And on that day, during the war, it did with mortal enemies who just days before would have killed you without blinking an eye are now exchanging gifts as human beings. Maybe not as friends, but as comrades in arms. Knowing full well that this couldn't last long, but in that moment, wouldn't it have been nice to know that if I'm going to go, at least I know these people were human just like me. No matter what side of the fence you're on. And certainly would have made it harder to go, wait a minute, what the hell are we fighting about? All throughout history, people have been wronged in ways that would seemingly be unforgivable. And for some of those atrocities throughout history, they are unforgivable. But if that culture, it's just like I say, when you, when you live in the past, you know, that, that's, that's not a good place to stay. You know, I see doctors, lawyers, successful entrepreneurs that are men, women, that are from all different cultures, the richest man in the world until, uh, until Jeff Bezos passed him is a Hispanic man out of Mexico. I don't see, you know, palatial mansions and all that stuff, and he lives... And, and so many of those folks, you know, 
live in, in, in extreme poverty. And there are people from India that are billionaires. There's people from Britain that are billionaires. There's people in Russia that are billionaires. And I'm not saying being a billionaire is the thing. It's not. Being happy, being able to do what you want to do as far as having your family, good friends, roof over your head, a loving relationship, loving children, loving grandchildren. These are things that people aspire to. Don't let the world divide us. We are intelligent people. We are good people. We are fine people. And we can find humanity when we need to. And we should practice that all the time. I see all these things where, you know, folks are are wishing death upon people because they believe a certain way. Dear Lord, no. Learn to find the common ground. Learn to find how to get along because we're all on this earth. We all got to live here. And I'm sorry, you cannot extinguish a race. Nobody knows that better than Jewish people. of which many are my friends whom I adore, love, and respect. And they yet survived one of the worst atrocities ever against anyone in the history of man. Yes, there are horrible, horrible, horrible atrocities. And you can go back to before Christ and see tyrants who did horrid, horrid things. But there are more of us good folks than there are of them. You know, be good to yourself. Be good to those around you. And realize, man, if you're struggling, ask. Hey, how do I do this? How do I get out of that? There's no shame in that. I can't tell you how many people, when I, when I was trying to understand things about God and things about this, I would literally go into a pastor's office and say, I don't understand any of this. I don't feel it in my heart. I don't feel it in my head. I don't feel it anywhere. How do you get your head around something that you can't see, smell, or hear?
but yet I was able to find my way through and find that spiritual awakening. And I write and share about that in my books. And if you can't afford one of my books, I will happily send it to you for free. Some of them may be a PDF, but you know what? It's free and you can read it. I'm going to take a quick uh, break here for a second, catch my breath, and uh, we'll come back and close out the show. All right, thanks. And what I really want to say is, is that, you know, let's come together. Let's be okay with having differences of opinion and not wishing death on somebody because they don't see the same way you do. There is bad in every single solitary thing that you could get your head around. There's bad politicians. There's bad police officers. There's bad executives. There's bad people at your work who do shitty things that are buttheads. There are people who are going to sabotage your career. Just know in your heart that's not everybody because it's not. And again, there's more of the good than there is the bad. So let's not illuminate the bad. When we start talking about the good things that are a part of our cultures and a part of our lives. In my environment, there is room for everybody. And everybody, I can point out just about every ethnic, every sexual orientation you can think of. Again, I go back to and want to learn about pronouns and people's thoughts. I saw a thing the other day and and I was like, I wanted to send this person a a note through social media and say, "I, I mean this with all due respect. I don't understand where you're coming from. So tell me a little bit about how you identify as the person that you identify as so that I can understand so that I can go, man, that's cool. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 I can get my head around that because I understand it. You know why people get fearful of things? They're fearful of the unknown. Ask questions. I don't mind asking you. You know, hey, tell me about being, you know, it, 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 when you identify as a he, she, or a, I'm sorry, a, a, a her and a she or however it is, I'm sorry. Um, Explain to me why you do that. Okay, I understand. Cool. Respect that. Nice. And I say this in a, in a loving way. You know, I, I guess I identify as a dude, you know, and, and I'm a guy, you know. And, uh, uh, but I want to understand where people are coming from in the pronouns that they choose to identify as. So if you are listening to this show and you identify as someone as a pronoun, hit me up, go to my website, send me a thing. 
hey, Bob, I'd like to talk about this. Cool. I'm happy. I will make that effort and I will make that call. Absolutely. So, and there may be points where, you know, we're talking and maybe I don't get it. Maybe you don't understand where I'm coming from completely. But does that make us mortal enemies? No. It makes us different and unique. And that's what makes us special. A uniqueness about someone is what makes them special. So if you identify as a pronoun, well, I think that's something that makes you special. In the sense that this is someone who's entered into my life that has a special gift to bring to me. I have a disabled daughter who has done more with her life than... If you want to be proud as a father, then yeah... She became a better human being than most anybody I know. Has blessed our family with a grandchild. Is married to a wonderful, wonderful young man. And who herself is an amazing woman. But has, is disabled. So she brings her special form of gifts to this world and has blessed everyone in her life in more ways than she will ever probably know. So we all have some special uniqueness in this world. Let's embrace that. Let's understand it. For example, here's something where we may, and I, I, because I don't understand this, okay? Maybe I do come from an older generation that doesn't understand this completely. But the thing that happened in California where the trans man was in a room with a young girl, her mother, I guess, and some other women, and they threw a giant fit. And people were protesting this. And I do think that there is a uh, proper way to be around other adults. If you are uncomfortable or if you think that you're walking into a room where it's going to make people uncomfortable because you are nude from the waist down and you're a gentleman and you're in the ladies' area, you can identify as a woman. I get that part. But if you had done that in front of my granddaughter or in front of my younger, a younger age daughter when she was younger, I probably would have had a huge problem with it. Because that's, you know, there's an appropriate time for children to learn about those things. So that's a part that's going to be really hard for me to understand. Because I don't think a, a man or with someone with man parts should disrobe themselves in front of children. That part, I, I, I got to be honest, that's going to be a real hard thing for me to get. And I saw a lot of young people calling people transphobic. So, you know, you're telling, 
And I would like to know when these people become parents of their children, would they allow their children to see if it was a young girl, five or six years old, to see a grown man's penis, you know, literally steps away from them. I mean, how does that become okay? And then how do you explain to a child, if I'm transphobic, how do I explain to my granddaughter, who's five, four, sorry, about a man's penis and being okay with him walking around. And, and I understand he identifies as a woman. He just, from the waist down, doesn't have that woman's stuff. And I don't know many women who like running around naked in a bathroom or in a gym area. So is it really, you know, I respect your right to be trans but respect other people's rights to be not okay with you being disrobed in front of a child. And that's not being transphobic because I totally am cool with whatever you want to identify with. But I think we all have some level of decorum that we need to follow. If I had a five-year-old boy and a woman walks in because she identifies as a man, but she has all the woman parts, I'm going to be uncomfortable with her being nude in front of my little boy. You know, let's let kids be kids. You know, let children be children. If they're in there with their dad and they're, you know, you know, this is cool and they're sitting in a sauna or sitting in a, you know, changing clothes in a locker room. Let kids be kids. Let them grow up having fun. The only thing a child should have to worry about is where the Play-Doh is. Where the chicken nuggets are. Where my ice cream sandwich is. They don't need to be home confused at saying, what was that, Daddy. I don't have a good talk track to tell someone, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a human being's, you know, private parts. You know, I just think that we all can have some sort of, I don't know, respect for those around us. Because I think when we treat each other with respect, even if we may disagree, Maybe you completely disagree and say, what's, what's wrong with a man parading his penis around in front of little girls? You know, even if you don't understand it, but it makes the whole room uncomfortable and a lot of people uncomfortable, okay, well then maybe not do it. If you're around a bunch of adult women and they're cool with you hanging your junk out in front of them, fine. But let's let children be children. I don't think that's asking too much. It certainly, I'm, I don't feel transphobic in any sense of the word. Because I know that if I personally went into a women's locker room and said I identify as a woman, the chances of me walking out of that locker room not in handcuffs is 
probably 10 to 1 I'm walking out of there with charges. You may not agree with that. You may agree with that. But it's just not something where I'm going to walk into a female's locker room and have some guy's 20-year-old daughter sitting there or 17-year-old, 18-year-old daughter sitting there and me parading around like I'm in the men's locker room. Not because I can't. I could, I guess, if I wanted to. But there would be too much, you know, what the hell are you doing? What are you thinking? So let kids be kids. Let's all be tolerant of each other. If you want to be, if you're a trans person, God bless. I don't know your struggles, and but I would like to understand them. You know, if you have a pronoun, I want to understand it. I'll hug you if you are cool with that. And we can be pals. We can talk. We can share a piece of pizza. We could do, you know, we could talk about dogs. We could talk about anything you wanted to. I love dogs. So, be kind. Kindness is never bad. Be tolerant. Just because someone doesn't think the same way you do doesn't make them a bad person. It never has in history. We can agree to disagree. What happened to that saying? Well, on this one, guys, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Shake hands and you move on down the road. Because we don't walk in each other's shoes, we don't know the struggle. So therefore, you can't judge one way or the other. You simply have to agree to disagree. And that's my two cents. I hope that this resonates with some folks. I hope that we can have a conversation, a civil conversation. Because again, I don't feel homophobic, transphobic. I don't feel xenophobic and all the other phobics that are out there. I never have. Because I have friends from all walks of life just as I'm friends with people from other walks of life. I love country folks. I'm comfortable with country folks and I'm comfortable with city folks. You know, if you're nice, I'm nice. I hear that all over the internet. Man, if you're just nice, want to be friends, let's be friends. And you know where I see most of those? Is with African-American folks. I follow them, send them notes, and say, Hey, hi. I'm willing to get to know you. Some I hear back from, some I don't. But that's okay. We're still friends on social media. I don't expect to be, you know, asked over for a barbecue or a dinner you know, the same way I may not ask you over for a barbecue or a dinner, you know. But that doesn't mean we can't share resources, 
share th- interesting things we find, to help you uplift each other. And that's my point in saying, you know, if you feel like you, you're uneducated or you can't catch a break because you don't have a proper education, well, I'm willing to send you some resources that will help you, free resources that you can use anytime you want. And share those things. So, we're going to end it there. I hadn't talked like that in a long time. And and so, you know, what does this have to do with the content of our show? Life. You know, I wrote a, my last book's called Life's Why. Well, this is life's why. This is why we do things. We, we, we you know, part of it is is being grateful and giving back. Not that I gave back anything today, but what I'm saying is is that I'm happy to be friends with anyone. Pronoun, gay, lesbian, Hispanic, Asian, black, African-American, whatever. I don't care what your race, creed, or religion is. You know? And yes, there are, like I said in the conversation, I don't think you can have a good conversation about this and not say there's things you're going to have a hard time getting your head around. So I talked about two things that are going to be hard for me to get my head around. But I am not unwilling to have a civil conversation about it so that we understand each other. If we can understand each other, we can get along. We may not see eye to eye. We may not be bestest buddies. But what we can do is coexist on a level that allows us to be civil. Who doesn't want that? I'm going to leave everybody with this. Douglas MacArthur. If you don't know who he is, he was one of the greatest generals ever in the history of our military. Douglas MacArthur said, the soldier above all prays for peace. Think about that. We all have to pray for peace. And the way that we come to find peace is through understanding. And the way we come through understanding is civil discourse. I love you guys. I hope to hear from you. God bless. And it is 9-11. And I want to say, God bless everyone today. Thank you. We'll talk again soon.